welcome to my first official episode of Annie's Analysis. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you're all doing well and you guys brought in the new year safe and soundly. In this episode, I will be analyzing my top and bottom six books, my DNF books and series, mistakes I've made and lessons I've definitely learned. I tried to narrow down my list to top five and bottom five, but when I was combing through the list of books that I read, I couldn't do that. I tried really hard and I was like, well, that's just like a bonus, I suppose. So I just want to dive right in because I have some thoughts and some opinions that might be a little strong, but we like that here. So let's dive into my top six books. By my first book, I have When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi. I gave that an obvious 5 out of 5. To me, it was truly one of the most beautifully written books I've ever read. And because of that, it was sad, but also like very happy um, to read it because I got a chance to see how someone could take something so awful and disgusting and detrimental and he crafted it in a way that i think people could relate to even if they never get cancer or never like is near cancer or anything like that um while reading the book i really felt close to life and death i felt like it humanized it for me i think and I know actually when life gets mundane and in a routine, it doesn't feel like you're actually existing. Like sometimes I have to remind myself that I'm a real person and the experiences that, are, that is happening to me is my reality. Um, sometimes I forget that I'm not a robot and that I have feelings. And so to me, this book made me realize that life is really very close than I guess with the new age and being on social media and being able to like have information at your tips of your fingers kind of feels like you can have the world at your hands but that's also not as real as it is i guess and also it humanized death for me because i think maybe it's because i'm in my 20s and sometimes I feel invincible and infinite, but this book really made me realize how not invincible I am and that I'm very much finite, just like everyone else. And so I really appreciate his words and it made me reflect on the question of why me? I think when things good happen to me and especially bad, I'm constantly asking myself, why me? It's a question that I have to remind myself to flip and to think, why not me? Like, what what could possibly make me more special and more important that these things don't happen to me? And I say good and bad because sometimes when something good happens, it feels like I am like a fraud, like this shouldn't be happening to me, good things shouldn't happen to me. But then I realized that I deserve it I or maybe not I deserve it but good things just can happen to people and just like good things can happen to people who are not necessarily good and that's just kind of how the world works and also when something bad happens like what do I do to deserve this it's like maybe you're not 
necessarily deserving of bad things happening to you but you kind of you might need those bad experiences in order to i guess stay good or realize that there is good because you can't have one without the other so i really appreciated um mr paul Kalani these words because it just made me question a lot of things and um i really wish i got a chance to meet him what an amazing experience that would that would be um and i really hope everyone gets a copy of this book i hope everyone gets a copy of all the top six books that i recommend um because i really i really love all of them but this one really is phenomenal so i recommend it so much um my next book or actually series it's the heartstopper series by alice osman all in all between volume one and four i gave it um a 4.8 i can't wait for volume five to come out i think that will give me a five out of five i'm pretty picky with like between four and five as you can tell um but i at first was a little apprehensive with buying the series just because it was really cutesy but going from when breath becomes air to the heart series i think it's a really good idea because you go from oh I, I went from crying at the end of when breath becomes air to laughing and like kicking at my feet when reading the heartstopper series so i i highly recommend it is truly one of the sweetest and cutest romance series that i've ever read and i kind of read it because i i found out there's gonna be netflix series and i was like wait like i'm probably gonna watch the netflix series then i have to read the books first because you know like the books are always better than like the like film adaptation like nine out of nine nine out of like ten times so i read the series and i watched the net i read the books and then i watched the series um and so cute it made me love the books even more and i'm so excited to get like to reorder the volume five i can't wait and i think if you are in middle school and high school you'll definitely love these books but it can't hurt if you're older to buy them i mean your heart will swoon mine did and i just i'm so excited for the next three seasons of the heartstopper on netflix and also volume five i just i'm so excited so i recommend that um the next book on my list is before the coffee gets cold by tokashi kazoo or toshi kazoo kawajichi i gave that a 4.5 out of 5 stars i accidentally read the second book because i believe it's a duo so this is the second book but i'm going to this year read um the first book and this book made me really reflect on the conversations that i have with people that i love and care about and that i deem worthy um and that when i say things to them i think beforehand and I really tried to think of how I would be if I was a character in this book and I got to go to that cafe and have that experience. But what would I say to somebody that I care about? And I think it also made me value the things that I say now. Um, and I really appreciate that book because of that. And I feel like sometimes you just, at least sometimes I will say things. I'm like, wait, I didn't really mean it that way or it might have come off um differently so i think i'm more more 
more careful of the things that I say because words matter and no matter if you like apologize or you you try to like fix the words that you say you can't really take words back and so throughout that book that's what I was thinking about and um I just really love that book so much and I can't wait to read the first book I'm so excited I might do an entire episode just on those two books like going more in depth but truly such good book and a really interesting like idea and plotline I've never heard of something like that so I immediately and I read the synopsis I was like oh my god I have to buy this book and I do not regret it but I definitely have to read the first book I'm gonna buy that this, probably this month it's so good I'm just waiting for more books to come that I just ordered yesterday so I'm so excited um my next book is Ace what asexuality reveals about desire society and the meaning of sex by angela chen and i gave that a five out of five books um prior to reading this book i thought i understood asexuality for what it is but i realized i didn't realize how like how in depth asexuality is as a sexuality um I think because with heterosexuality, it's not really a hard concept to understand, at least from my point of view, but asexuality is so much more complex and I think honestly way more, way more interesting than, um, than some others, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I shouldn't say that, but truthfully, I really appreciated learning, reading this book and learning from it. And I loved how Angela Chen had different points of view from people who are asexual because it's not one size fits all. And I think that's so important. That's something that I really had to learn. I always knew that it was kind of like a spectrum kind of thing, but I didn't really understand it fully. And I still probably never will, but um i really appreciated that like i didn't i never thought of it the way that it was written and it also to me made me humanize i think asexuality before i read the book i kind of put people who are asexual on a pedestal that i didn't think they were so affected by sex and desire um just because i thought differently of them and i didn't I obviously we live in a very sexual world um if you didn't know now you know we live in a very sexual world uh but I thought they were able to kind of block that out for some reason which is so weird for that to be a train of thought but sex and heterosexuality really impacts everyone and you see it everywhere and I didn't realize that and so I I really am so thankful for this book for opening my eyes up to that fact that people who are asexual and identify as such have such a hard time and the fact that they don't get to see themselves in the media is so disheartening and me myself being a minority I understand what that feels like but not being able to see love the way that you experience it I I wow that's so that's must be hard and must be really painful so I, I really thank this book for opening my eyes up to that fact and I observed everything as much as I could and because at times like when I first started reading I felt kind of uncomfortable with the fact that I didn't know very much and 
that's me being a little a little narcissistic because I sometimes I'm like I love knowing things and though I don't know something I'm like oh I didn't I didn't know that was like a, a thing that I should know or something that someone else knows and so when I read the book I had to really become like a child and not feel like um or at least like not listen to my ego talking and just let myself read and absorb the knowledge that was being presented to me so i i really thank angela chen for this book and i hope that we get to see asexuality more in the media because wow in books magazines um in films and television series i want people to see themselves on screen and I definitely am going to read more books who deal with different kinds of sexualities and especially sexuality. I want to understand that pain a bit more. Um, and also how freeing I think asexuality might be. Um, the way that I can't remember exactly because I read it, you know, months ago, but there's like parts I was like, oh, this must be kind of cool I, I don't know if that's like the crack word but um anyways i really love this book a lot five out of five please get it if you don't know about sexuality if you don't understand it uh please check out this book i really think that it's it's so enjoyable i read it really fast and um it was like more of an essay kind of book um so if we're kind of wondering about the format i recommend though um for the last two books i'm gonna kind of clump them together because they really taught me um, I learned kind of the same things from them, but just obviously like in different storytelling ways. So my first book is Please Look After Mom by Shin Kung Suk and Kim Ji Young, born 1982 by Cho Namju. Um, I gave both of those books five out of five. Um, I, reading the title, Please Look After Mom, I was like, oh, I'm going to cry. And I did yeah i definitely sobbed my eyes out um because both of these books made me look at motherhood a lot differently than i thought and it made me think of not only what motherhood means to me but how other people might view mothers and women and how i also view um women and i don't it's the, these two books are really difficult to kind of go and death about i would love to go like chapter by chapter honestly but um it they made me reflect on the relationships that i have with well, the relationship that i have with my own mother um and those who have been a motherly figure to me and for me and i think the way that i was raised i've just didn't view motherhood as important as i should have um and I didn't realize how painful motherhood can be um, and how beautiful it also can be to be able to impact somebody's life in such a way. And it de definitely makes me think about if I want to become a mother one day. I feel like that's maybe in like 10 years, I will decide. But for now, I, I don't know. And um, I think especially with Kim... Kim Ji Young, born 1982. The ending was just like, like an fu, and I was really pissed at the ending. But I, but in another way, I appreciate it because it 
was a bit more realistic than like hey everything's like tied up in a bow kind of way so in a way i was like ah like fuck me like my god but i also kind of real like appreciate the um the realism in that and for please look after mom i don't think i didn't cry with like with every page like from the beginning of the story like first page i was like oh my god i'm gonna cry and i and i i did um but i really appreciate it appreciate both of them for letting me look at motherhood for what it could be and they did such a beautiful job writing those books i don't even i sometimes it blows my mind when authors are able to take just like one simple idea i wonder if their idea was like motherhood and they just like went in like circles and circles around it because there's so many different ways to write about motherhood it's really a complex um complex part of someone's life and um complex like relationship so yeah my words are failing me because i'm just so like i'm just so baffled even just thinking about them right now so those are my top six books so let's just move on to my bottom six books because I could go on for days about those books. So my first uh, book at the bottom, this is a big surprise, I think, because it was a really popular read. It is Normal People by Sally Rooney. I gave that a two out of five stars. I hate this book so much. And I don't like saying that I hate books. I th- I love opening a book and reading it and have such a beautiful experience and like oh my god I love this book I love talking about how much I love books but I also hate this book so much it was just horrible and I will give Sally Rooney some grace because I think from my understanding I think she wanted to showcase how when people are young they can be toxic they can be dumb they don't really know what they're doing they're experimenting i get that but to what extent this was it was just so i hate it so much and what made me kind of annoyed and a bit angry when when i started reading it i was like the first like half of the book i was obsessed with it i was like oh my god i can't wait to read more of her books like she's such a great writer and then half like the the last half of the book i was like oh like she played me i got catfish like this is truly just a not a good book mary ann and connell i think that's how i pronounce his name they're the two main characters they are so they're so weird like why i don't i don't like them at all they're so unlikable and i like unlikable characters but they were just kind of they were just unhinged they made me so uncomfortable and really gross at times not like you're disgusting but just uncomfortably gross and the dynamic between them was so toxic and i began to resent them and i began to be full angry and if they're real people i i want to shake them i truly hate this book so much two out of five i probably thinking back i'd give it like one maybe maybe 1.5 at the most but two stars i think was me being very generous um just not good i don't ever want to read a book of hers i may okay maybe i'll give one more shot to one or the book because uh, i think she has another popular book that people rave about but people raved about normal people and i just 
I want to punch this book in the face. I want to shake it. Um, yeah, so I don't don't like that book at all. My next book is Just His Secretary by Donna Jeffries. I give that a one out of five stars. This book was a joke. I should be offended by the fact that I bought this book, that I read some of it, because it's one of my DNF books, and the fact that this book got published I think is truly offensive. It reminds me of a Wattpad book in the worst way the worst way possible because I've read Wattpad books that are better some that are better than some of the books that I've read. And this is just not one of them. Absolutely not. It was simply awful. The characters acted like they were like playful like playful banter that wasn't playful. That was just so annoying the way that's like they talk to each other and with the acted someone acted that to me i'm like how old are you we are in the workplace get a grip actor age for the love of god it's not good at all and it was i felt kind of disrespected the fact that i had to read i didn't have to read it but the fact that i was reading that book not good i i want to laugh like it was just so so bad please don't read that book i mean do whatever you want but don't don't do it um my next book is the match by sarah adams i give that a one out of five stars i don't have much to say about this book other than it made me want to rip my eyes out and there's nothing redeeming about this book just also a joke i actually returned this book because i was so so upset I just just not good I think it was on Instagram or TikTok that I saw this book and I want to go back and find the posts that suggested that recommended this book and just scream in the comments not good at all apps never never I Sarah Adams I I think you owe me an apology. Just knock it. I'm I, I can't. My next book is The Inheritance Games Number One by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. I gave that a two out of five. Also, me being generous. I will say, I started reading again like the first half of the book, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna buy the rest of the series. Like this is so good. The plot line was really interesting, and then. I had a thought in my head. I was like, wait, let me wait off before I order the rest of the books. And thank the Lord heavens I did because <laughs> this book is actually a shit show and a joke. There were so many plot twists and like turns that they didn't even make any sense. She would introduce ideas and like a twist and then it would just fall flat and you're just like, what the fuck is going on like you just said this now there's this it was just confusing it was weird and there were like um there were like just shock factors that were just i felt that were just written in just for the shock factor and it didn't do anything i was like oh like oh that sucks like i'm, I'm that sucks for the character but it didn't just didn't do anything for me it didn't give what it was supposed to give and it felt like the 
I think it was either a, a triangle or a square of a romance. Um, I don't, it was just so weird. I got confused at one point. It felt so forced and I just, I don't like it. I actually, I don't feel sorry that I don't like it. I hate, I hate that book, but I will say the cover is really pretty. So it will get on your shelf if you buy it. Uh, my last two books are by Helen Huang, so I'm going to kind of group them together. They're in the same series. The first one is The Kiss Quotient, which I gave 3 out of 5. That was me being very generous. I want to go back and give that like a 2, maybe 2.5 stars out of 5. And my next book um, is The Bride Test, which I gave 1 out of 5 stars. I have mixed feelings about these two books because... I thoroughly loved and appreciated how much um, she did to write the those who are on the autism spectrum. Like there's so for both of the books, one of the main characters for each had autism or they're on a spectrum. And so I really appreciate that because we don't we don't get to see that in a lot of books, unfortunately, and and really in the media. But that was it. Uh the autism, the way that it was written in, it just felt very one-dimensional. And to me, the way that I've seen autism in the media is really cringy and uncomfortable. And sometimes I give it a little bit of grace because it's I usually see it like in movies and in like TV series, like really short. And so I feel like they're kind of it's really hard with like the screen time. But in a book, you should have more be, you should be able to elaborate more especially if it's a main character that was my expectations when i started to read the books but what a fail of a job that was it made me so upset for the characters because it didn't give them justice with autism there's it's a spectrum right and so there's so many ways you could write characters who are autistic who are on the spectrum and the way that is written was just like a five-year-old who just met somebody who's autistic and they see certain things it's like this is how everyone who's autistic is and it's just that's just not the reality and so i felt really uncomfortable reading the book and they're both really cheesy and i love a cheese romance books i, I will eat that shit up any day any time but it was just they were so cheesy that i was i was i could i could write this this is what takes to be an author like i could be an author it was not good the romance was so uncomfortable it was so weird uh i don't like don't like these two books and i really really wanted to like them i was like okay it's gonna get better it's gonna get better and it just never did and i think the reason why i gave the kiss quotient a three out of five just because i was so excited to read somebody who is on the spectrum and so i was like that's gave it a three but looking back i just believe people who are autistic and you're on the spectrum just deserve more and better writing and these two books were not it are not an example for those so those are my six bottom books and you can i would honestly recommend you reading them to have your own opinions and ideas but I also don't recommend them. So do with this information as you will. 
as for my dnf books in series let's jump right in i already mentioned justice secretary by donna jeffries by donna jeffries and <laughs> i no more words just never ever again um yeah just a no for me um i will say just a quick note if you do go on my goodreads and you see that i did not finish some books last year those are books that i'm still working on finishing i did not dnf those books but these books i'm gonna mention right now i gave up because i i can't give my energy anymore uh my next book on my dnf list is the match by sarah james like i said just simply awful um yeah i don't i have no words the next one is the inheritance games i didn't finish i finished the first book and i am not gonna finish the series absolutely not i i'm so angry thinking about it uh next on my dnf list is the kiss quotient by ellen huang i believe um the kiss quotient is a trilogy so there's the kiss quotient the bride test and then one of the book i don't even know the title of it but i'm not giving the third book i was going to because i was like okay it's probably gonna have somebody who's on the spectrum i think that's kind of what the entire series is kind of like the like the spine of it so i think for all three books there's at least one character who's autistic around the spectrum and i was gonna give it a shot for that but i hated those two first books so badly that i was like there's no way in hell i'm gonna finish that trilogy so that's one of them um the last book that i have for my dnf books and series it is rilla of ingleside by l m montgomery <sighs> okay i'm so disappointed because that was the eighth book of the Anna Green Gables book series by L. M. Montgomery and so disappointed because I love Anna Green Gables so much. Um, I fell in love with it because of Anne with an E on Netflix. That series is so good. I'm also very upset that that series got canceled. I really am still praying for a season four. Like my heart would actually drop if you got a season four. But back to the books. I DNF'd it because I actually tried so hard, so hard to finish this book. But it just really, the whole series kind of fell off. After I believe the fourth or fifth book, I started to not like the series. Because it kind of made, it, no, it actually did really make and become a secondary and then a secondary character and then it felt like she's also kind of written out of the book and i think what Elle montgomery is trying to do is transition her kids to become the main character now that Anne is an adult but it took the joy out of books for me because just because someone is an adult does not mean that they don't still have that child and like that fun in them anymore and i th it's upsetting because i think it did i think it did a disservice to people who grew up with the books who loved Anne and they saw themselves in Anne and saw that child and saw like themselves as being kind of an outcast in times reading the book just made them feel like they had somebody to to relate to and I think sometimes um 
at least for this book it felt like the outcast in her like the weirdness of Anne got written out of her character but that was kind of like the backbone of who Anne was or is and I didn't like how be that be the fact that she is now an adult and she has like five or five or six kids I don't even know at this point I just got really tired of reading that book the whole series really um and sorry I lost I lost my train of thought um yeah but like the fact that she now has kids that she kind of lost that part of her and it would be really nice to see her being a mother and still having that like that childlike wonder and curiosity in her so I barely could finish book eight so I tried really hard to finish book or I tried really hard to finish book seven I finished book seven and then I worked my way to finish book eight and I gave up halfway because I was like I'm not enjoying myself it's the end of the year fuck this book I really want to do a whole episode on the whole series um and how I felt throughout each book because I really 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 loved um Anne of Green Gables and throughout the end it just really fell off for me so I just I couldn't finish book eight Rilla of or Rilla of Ingleside what a weird book it was anyways so I don't feel bad for not finishing the series at least that's what I'm saying to make myself feel better um on to mistakes I made I made two major mistakes but I definitely have learned from them my first one is forcing myself to read and finish books that I did not enjoy which really prolonged which really started and prolonged my reading slumps I can't even remember how many slumps I fell into last year but like two too many honestly I don't mind one reading slump but two three four it was a hot mess for me last year i don't even know how i accomplished my goal but now this year if i feel like i'm not enjoying a book i'm not going to finish it it really takes the joy out of reading a book even though i did i i you know that those rants about those books i didn't like i don't like doing that i love reading a book and enjoying it i love learning from it even sometimes books that i don't really initially like sometimes i just appreciate the fact that i learned something new but when i when you know when you just pick up a book and you just don't like it but then you force yourself to finish it that's not a good feeling i don't wish on anybody and i've def- it's definitely taken me a lot to not only learn that but actually do it i was actually really proud of myself uh because i didn't finish rilla of Ingleside because i did not enjoy it and i tried really hard but what's the point of re- what's the point of reading if you don't enjoy yourself that really just it makes me sad thinking about it so yeah i am very happy that i made that mistake and learned from it uh the last the other mistake that i made was i pressured myself to read faster to accomplish my reading goal and because of that i didn't enjoy my time reading and that's the point of reading is to enjoy yourself but sometimes having a reading challenge or reading goal really kind of takes the fun out of it and that could be more of me looking externally than internally because i was looking and comparing myself to others than just reading at my own pace and 
I'm not necessarily a slow reader, but I'm not like a fast reader. And it's okay if I can, sometimes I might take like 10 minutes to read one page because I get distracted or have like thoughts about what I just read, but that's fine. It's okay to let your mind wander. That's what, that's kind of the whole point of having a mind is let it wander the fun of that and also boredom. That's a whole nother um, spiel, but um yeah i just i just want to read at my own pace at my own leisure i love reading and yeah i just i won't do that this year so now on to the four lessons i learned so my first one is not caring or following others reading goals and challenges i can't stress this i can't stress this enough can you hear my lisp it's okay um but yes, I don't want to care about other people's reading goals and challenges. Sometimes it is kind of good to get inspired by others, but then it, if you if you let it take over, it really just kind of depletes like your your self worth a little bit, or at least if you let it, I guess. So I don't want to follow other people's reading goals. I just want to do my own thing, and yeah, just not comparing you know like you know how the saying goes comparison is a thief of joy and i heartily agree with that the next lesson i learned is as long as i'm enjoying and challenging myself i am okay just like again not comparing myself and if as long as i'm enjoying a book and sometimes i read a book that would challenge me that's also really fun so yeah there's not much to that lesson but just that as long as i'm enjoying and challenging myself i'm okay you're okay my next one is it's okay to not read every day life is busy we have work we have school we have family responsibilities we might have like a mental illness depression or anxiety or something and you don't need to read every day to be content you don't need to read every day to i guess feel worthy which sounds really dramatic but i'm a really dramatic person <laughs> get used to it and yeah i don't need to read every day i would love to read every day but sometimes just things take priority other than reading so i need to keep that in mind my last lesson that I learned is reading the genres I want to read is more important than anything. I think in the book-ish culture, there is this idea that if you read the classics and what is like considered literature, then you are a real reader. But honestly, as long as you read books, you are a real reader. No matter if it's like thriller, mystery, or romance books which is one of my favorite you are a reader you are just as valid as people who read like encyclopedias maybe or classics and like literature um i love reading all of that stuff actually i don't think i've ever ever read encyclopedia but i love um the classics i love what is what is considered literature and translated work it's probably my favorite but i also love romance books i love mangas and those are also books that i love to read and as long as i'm reading things that i like then i'm perfectly okay and content with that i don't need to compare myself to anyone else 
So those are the four lessons that I learned in 2022. I'm excited to see what I learned this year and I'll definitely report back to y'all. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to me analyze my 2022 reads. I really hope you enjoy this episode and will come back for more. Please follow and leave me a rating and review and be sure to check out my Instagram, Annie's Analysis. Have a good one.